Welcome to the best a man can get, and this man is making men do just that. A personal trainer out of Toronto, Canada for 13 years, and was doing so until a jet-setting bug that couldn't find Beijing managed to lock him down. He went virtual and began biofitness.ca, from which the Fitness Oracle was born, a podcast with real people, real stories, and no prefabricated fake Hollywood actors. Yeehaw! It is six times Academy Award winner, John Katsavos. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, th <laughs> there might be an incorrect fact in there, but I think you'll find Facebook fact check will say that that is correct. You have got six Oscars. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, so, off my first question for you, as a little introduction to yourself. As you can see, I'm a five foot five inch Greek goddess. And the gods have told me that you're good with a car. And I need, well, I have a penchant for fast supercars. Which car should I get? What color and why? Hmm. Interesting question. Yes. <laughs> Very interesting question. It has a reason. Um, now, the first question that I would ask would be, would you like to go for dinner? I always want to go for dinner. Okay, so the second question would be, um, what time are now? you available? Okay. <laughs> I'm a um, goddess. I can manipulate time anyway. I just I have a problem picking cars. Oh, I see. Okay, so the car that I would pick would be the would be a red McLaren P1. Oh, interesting. And that inventor has a new car coming out very soon, doesn't he? Gordon wants yes. it. Yes, ah, he does. Yes. Ah. So you didn't want to go for the Spyros. Panopolis Chaos, which is a new Greek supercar coming out in 2021. I'm Greek. <laughs> I don't really trust a lot of stuff that comes out of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cutting edge car review before it's even launched. <laughs> look, look I, I love my heritage. I love my people. I, I love the country. I think Greece is probably the best country in the whole world. Hmm. Um, uh, just the, the yeah, yeah, no, I, I like the McLaren P1. It's tried, tested anything, it's a, a, a Greek, uh, a new Greek car that's coming out. I mean, anything new, I'm very skeptical when it, when it comes to very new stuff. Okay, so I just I like tried, tested, proven stuff like, uh, the McLaren P1, the Ferrari Enzo, the um, the uh, Bugatti, like these are like amazing supercars that are that have been through the ringer. Yeah, um, more than others, but okay. Well, that that's that's fantastic. Yes, that goes that gets you points with the British crowd of motorsport. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk about tried and tested, one of your main interests in life is martial arts. Now, to me, it looks fantastic. It requires a lot of time and dedication. But then I start getting into it and it's like there's hundreds of branches. 
And I'm thinking, but there's only two arms and two legs and a head. So why are there so many variations? And, and how does a man like me, who may have an interest in wanting to start it, work out what is good for you and what isn't in the subject of martial arts? Um, that's a very good question. And uh, it's very easy to get uh, swamped into the whole thing in martial arts. Like you said, like there's so many different branches. Uh, the best, my advice is, and there's thousands and thousands of really excellent martial artists and fantastic, they're all really great people. My advice is find the martial art that's right for you. Right. For what would me, be your what's your benchmark of that? As in something you could actually physically do, or the amount of damage you can do with it? Um, find out the martial art that can exemplify the personality that you are and make you a better person. Right. So, um, for ex I'll, I'll give you an example. Like when I when I first started martial arts, I was eight years old. And uh, my dad put me in Shodokan Karate. What's and that? I, <laughs> that wasn't an internet connection issue. That was actually two words you said there, wasn't there? What was yes, that again? Yeah. Uh, Shodokan is a form of karate. Okay. Okay. It's probably one of the older, older forms of karate. One of the most more traditional ways of doing karate. Um, I loved it, but I just could not wrap my head around the Taoist mentality. That whole right. Zen aspect did not just didn't jive with me it didn't didn't resonate with me hmm. and um i actually got into an argument with my sensei at the time at, when i was 12 because i was beating up black belts in tournaments i ended up fourth internationally in uh sparring and third internationally in in, in forms and i'm okay. like I'm, I'm beating up like black belts why aren't you giving me my why why are you not letting me get my black belt he goes, yeah. you're not ready yet. What do you mean I'm not ready yet? I beat up a black belt like crazy last <laughs> He goes, uh, you're not ready yet. He goes, I know what I'm talking about. Now, my sensei, in order for you to get your black belt in North America, Canada, and U.S., you had to go through him at the time. Right. So if he, did, if he said that you're not ready, you're not ready. Oh, man. So... Did you beat him anyway, up? No, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. He let me do the test, and he took my brown belt and he put a second black stripe on. I'm like, what the hell is this? I could have done this at home. Like, what are you doing? He goes. Uh, he goes. Your second degree, second degree black brown belt now. I'm like, oh. God, this is not what I asked for. So I'm like, I just told my dad, I'm done. I'm done with karate. This is, I'm just done. Yeah. I didn't realize at the time, like I'm 12 years old. Like what's a 12 year old going to know, right? Hmm. That I actually wasn't ready because I wasn't humble enough to, to admit that, you know, there's a lot more for me to learn in martial arts and as a person. And the black belt actually represents that um, that graduation from boy to man. Got you. That that understanding that yes, you do understand the power that you have, and yes, you do understand when and when not to use that power. I did not get it. Most guys in their twenties and thirties still don't get it. Most guys in their forties and fifties still don't get it. 
um, so that I stopped the martial arts for about eight years, and then I got back into it with uh, uh, with uh, Muay Thai, kickboxing, right? Because you know it was it was the big thing here in here in, here in Canada, North America, and um, it was the cool thing to do. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out, and uh, I tried it out. I was there for six months, and um, the the instructor there grabbed the baseball bat, and he goes, okay, it's time to work on your shins. I'm like, no, it's not time to work on my shins. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely not. <laughs> so that was it for me for, for, for Muay Thai. And then I found, um, and again, Muay Thai, uh, its esoteric aspect is based off of Buddhism. Again, Buddhism did not does not resonate with me. I'm not saying that you know Taoism or Buddhism or uh, Shintoism or whateverism, whatever religious aspect. This is important, especially when it comes to martial arts, and we'll get I'll get into that later. Hmm. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying it didn't resonate with me. It, I I couldn't get the whole Zen stuff. And if it gets, if, if you get it, if anybody listening gets it, then by all means, go check it out. Uh, go do the uh, wushu, do the, do the karate, do the taekwondo, do whatever it is that resonates with you. So is it the spiritual thing that resonates more than the actual physical thing with people? Yes. Okay. Right. I'm trying to think with that. Okay. Because my, my parents threw me into a karate thing and I just, I... I didn't go as far as like, this hall's really cold and there's lots of people wandering around bare feet. I, I don't like that. And that was as far as I got in karate. So, uh, yeah. Well, once you get over that. <laughs> Baby steps, yeah. <laughs> that usually takes about two, three classes. After that, you're done. It's, it's you're ah. good to go. But when you start to get further into martial arts, like it literally takes you six months to understand everything physically. Mm. Right. It takes about one to three years to understand the mental aspect of martial arts and the spiritual aspect of martial arts takes you a lifetime. Wow. What if you got, you got through all that and then you thought, hang on a minute, this, this, this was the wrong one. Does it <laughs> have there been people that have gone way, way up and then just gone, you know what? This ain't ringing for me. I'm going to go start again on something else or, or no. is it more now? Okay. No, because they they they'll usually start to see it within the one to three years. Okay. Closer towards towards the third year, they start they start to see when the spiritual part parts when the spiritual part starts to come in. They'll start to see, okay, this doesn't really jive with me. The form is good, the exercises are good, the martial art itself is good, but this spiritual stuff doesn't. I I can't get it. Right. Do people come in it the wrong way? Like they come in Zen-like and then they go, right, I want to pick a physical thing to match my Zen. How, would, how does that occur? Sorry. That's fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, the question was... Does, do people arrive spiritually already in a Zen-like state, but go, okay, I need to work on my body. Do they, is there a way you can go down and match yeah. that way? Yeah, but, yeah, but what you actually end up finding is that 
when you, once you start to understand the spiritual and once you start to understand the physical aspect of it, you start to see that the spiritual side of it actually amplifies. Okay. There, there is a direct connection between soul and body. Yeah. Right. So once you start to understand how your body works and moves and how it can be uh, powerful and in, in, in weak areas and weak areas of aspects of your life. Yeah. Your soul starts to become stronger. Yeah. I saw a guy, I don't know which martial art it is. Um, he was on YouTube recently. I think he was connected with or Keelan Harrington had shared something to do with a martial arts guy. And I went from his friend to this other guy and he was about the, he was talking about the 32 flows that go through the body, the energy flows. And he was talking about pressure points and how there's like 700 pressure points and how he does his combat on the blind side, etc. And he was like a 70 year old man, but his hat, he was so fast. I was like, I can't even duplicate what he's doing, even if I try and slow this down. But I still found him fascinating. But it was mainly because he was talking about the flows of energy. Whereas when I saw martial arts myself, it was more like, right, you do this with your hands, you do this, and an attacker's coming at, there was no reference to spirituality. So, uh, but I don't know what type of martial arts he was. I'll have to look on my YouTube history, but um, he was fascinating, that guy. I haven't seen it, but uh, I do understand what he's trying to what, what he's trying to say, and there is um, the form that I the, the form that I used to study recently, and I'm getting back into it later by the end of the next month. It's called Sistema. It's Russian martial arts. Okay. Now that resonates with me. The the whole thirty two spirits thing. I, I don't know because I never really. I think he was talking comment. about the actual flows that were going through the body and the pressure points were the points that stopped that flow. So Chinese, uh, the, the, the whole Chinese uh, meridians. Yes, that was the word. That's what he started talking yes. about. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, those are real. Like, th those are real. The meridians are real. And um, I actually studied under a Chinese medicine doctor here in Toronto for about two years. And we were... I was learning all the meridians and the pressure points, like you said, but hmm. more on more of a healing aspect rather than a destructive aspect. Yeah. Because you can use the meridian to kill someone. But okay. Again, the further in you go into martial arts, the more you understand how, why not to do something like that. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, society would be an interesting place if those people weren't as disciplined. Um, or graced with an ethics level because i'm assuming that with with all these i don't want to quote spider-man but with great power comes responsibility whatever the phrase was uh that you you do need to before you start training someone to be an ultimate killer i presume you've got to mentally uh you've got to be sure or certain that that person is spiritually and mentally sound before you start going giving some lunatic the tools to kill a whole populace as it were yeah and that all falls on the on the instructor Okay. If the instructor is not at that level where they can see the person, uh, how the person is psychologically, mm. there's only a certain amount that they're going to teach that person. Okay. So they probably just give me paper folding when they meet me. They go, oh, you just, just go in the corner there and fold some stuff, make some swans, stay away from the rest of the class. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, I don't cool. think so. <laughs> <laughs> right. So your main interest, so that's one of your, your pleasures, pastimes and pursuits. 
But your main thing, uh, as I can see there, that you're, you're quite a healthy and buff gentleman, is, is physical fitness. Um, what gets a man or motivates a man to decide to choose to not only work on himself, but then battle against the lazy ass populace, the sweaty, the smelly, the complaining people every day. What drives you to do that? Or what drove you to do that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, my whole journey through the entire uh, fitness industry actually started when I was 16 years old. 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I was a skinny, scrawny little kid in high school. And uh, I was getting like pushed around a lot. So my dad decided, you know what? I think the gym is the best place for you. So he <laughs> Great dad. <laughs> he's a good dad. Yeah. And uh, he signed me up to uh, one of the local gyms here and I loved it. So that's what, that's what got me started. And the next year, um, I signed up to this uh, junior football team. Uh, you guys call it rugby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. American rules rugby, you know, the foot, the NFL. Um, yeah. Yeah. What? Football. Not yeah. With the actual foot that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Egg, egg. What do they call? We call American football over here. Hand egg. Hand egg. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll never forget this day. Uh, it was in practice and I went to go, uh, went to go tackle, supposed to tackle a guy that was supposed to become a tight end. Right. And, uh, a tight it, end for those that don't know is the guy that defends, is he the guy that passes the ball right at the start of the quarterback, snaps it as, as a phrase. Is that the tight end? The, the tight end is on the defense and he's sitting right behind the, the, the defensive line. Okay. And his, his job, is, he has two jobs. One to be used as a forward man on the defensive line, or to track a or a, a wide receiver. Yeah, I used to. I've played that before. I used to like that role because I liked hitting the other guy. Obviously, as soon as we got the ball, I'm not allowed to hit him beforehand. But as soon as he got the ball, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the tight end. Yeah. Um, so I went to go hit him. I weighed what? I was what five. I was barely 5'5 five five at that time. I barely weighed 120 pounds. I was a small kid. And I literally hit him, and I literally just fell straight flat on my ass. And he looked at me and goes, so when are you going to hit me? I'm like, <laughs> uh, you serious, man? <laughs> he goes, you got to go harder. I go, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> so needless to say, my entire position for that season was left bench. <laughs> okay um that summer uh i decided you know what i'm not going to be the scrawny skinny little kid anymore so every day uh, i was at the gym i in order for me to get the gym let, let me put this into context for people i had to get on the bus from my house to go to the gym i had to go from the bus to the subway uh, you guys call it the underground rail? the underground yeah and i had to go back that's a two hour journey for me on transit <sighs> so every single day i did not miss a day if i was supposed to be in a gym on a saturday i was in the gym on a saturday if i was supposed to be there on a long weekend i was there on a long weekend 
the next seat the next season so i did this from end of june to beginning of september so two months yeah i not only got onto the senior team i also i was also one of the starting uh running backs oh cool cool role yeah so i was not that skinny little kid i beat everybody on push-ups on the push-up test i beat everybody on the sprint test I beat everybody on every single thing when it came to running backs and wide receivers. I was the fastest, strongest running back and wide receiver. It was just, the question was, what gets you off? Yeah. Goal setting. You have something set in mind. That's just how I do it. I have, I have something set in mind in the future. I need to get it. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. How, how do you, um, when you say you need to get it, do you, do you assume in the mindset of things that seems to be a growing popular fact that you've, you're assuming mentally you've already got it or are you journeying to it? You know, like there's, there's the, the past and future tense or present tense is like, I am, or are you working towards, I will be. I will be. I will be. Okay. I will be, I will be that person. Okay. I'm going to do everything I can to go and get it. And whenever I have those days where I feel like I don't want to go to the gym, I yeah. always remember where I started from. Okay. And I ask myself, do I want to be that person? The, uh, the answer for me is always no. Mm, maybe I should do that. Because my, my fundamental driving thing is, it's not the rewards. I, I think my my probably best driving tool would be the fear of what I could become or the fear of what I was or could fall back to being. Um, yeah, I, I joined a gym last year, uh, three months membership. I never went. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like, the fact is I, I used to love bodybuilding and it really gave me satisfaction, but it's just once I'm there and started, it's fine. But I think in that environment, I was put off by the fact of there was too many healthy people around. I needed a room full of lounge lizards and failures. And then I would feel comfortable like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. Whereas I, I think I was felt surrounded by too many healthy people. Uh, I felt embarrassed to be there. You shouldn't, you should use that as motivation to get yourself there. Yeah. Would you recommend having someone there to kick your ass as opposed to just getting a gym membership and just turning up? Should there be someone there you should be accountable to? Yes. Um, if you're having like a really hard time getting to the gym, that will be your best, best option Right. to have somebody that you're accountable to, like a personal trainer to go and, you know, yeah, go and do your workout. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need much. And if you look at the grand scheme of things, uh, if you look at the weekly, uh, if you look at your week, how many times we actually do physical exercise in a gym, it's mm. not that much. No. You're right. It's it's anywhere between three hours and three and five hours throughout the entire week. That's not a lot. No. You're right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's average. That's you're going to the gym three days a week. Now, if you want to get serious with your gym with, with and your results, you need to be going at the very most six times a week, which is another what? Ten hours at the very most? Mm -hmm. there's what 168 hours in the week or something like that maybe there more. is indeed yeah 
I, I spend about three and a half of that in the toilet. So that's <laughs> some of that. Uh, I know some I, people who do too. I spend about seven hours of my week trying to get out of bed. Uh, I spend probably another 10 and a half hours of my week trying to get to bed. Um, I waste a lot of time on irrelevant stuff. But uh, if I utilized it better, I would probably be Dolph Lundgren by now. That'd be great. He was one of my inspirations. I love Dolph. He was great. When I saw him in Rocky Four, I was like, oh, yes. I didn't like the haircut. Didn't like his accent. Not that I'm against Russians. Nothing like that. Um, I just thought, my God, that guy is buff. There we go. Yeah. And he was brilliant, too. Yeah. He's looking good now, isn't he? Yeah, he's looking really good. Yeah. So the fact that he's looking good now, I would take a guess that he didn't do steroids. Or, or did he? he? I don't know how you get that big, but he doesn't look like a post-steroid user. Or maybe he's still using. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, legal department. I haven't said that the, he is doing that. Uh, brilliant. Okay. So one question I've got up there on the subject of training. So you've been 13 years a trainer, one-on-one, -on -one, kicking people's asses. Is there a... I've seen some weird trainers. I've seen physical trainers who I would not consider to be even fit to uh, work behind a supermarket till. Is that still an ongoing thing in the trade? And how do they even get a job? Because I see people who are just a sheer bad example of a physical trainer and people are still paying them. Is that the customer's fault for being a poor judge of character or is that the gym's fault? And, and um, why does it still happen? That's a multi-level question. Oh, okay. uh, there's many different aspects and many different aspects to that question. Um, I don't know how things work in, in Europe because I've never worked as a trainer in Europe. I know here in Canada, uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure the U.S. is the same. Uh, there are some gyms, big box gyms, we call them, that if you can sell, you, can, you have a job. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it. it doesn't matter what you look like. I mean, I can make you a trainer in one weekend. Oh, good. <laughs> Give me 700 bucks and one week in a year time and I will make you a certified personal trainer. Okay. Now, if you get a job at a big box gym, all you got to do is sell. They don't mm. care what you look like. And the next tier to that is, uh, as a trainer, you actually start to build a very interesting relationship with your clients. Our job is to deal with the physical aspect of humanity, right? Yeah. Person comes in out of shape, they want to be in shape. What ends up happening is uh, we start getting into like what, what, their family life, their personal life. It's like, seriously, man, I'm not a psychologist here. Like I know some clients' life stories that their own husbands and wives don't even know what's going on. Hmm. And I don't want to know. I'm just, <laughs> I don't. It's just, I got my own issues. I don't want to be dealing with other people's issues. Yeah. If you can talk to me, you're not breathing hard enough. <laughs> you need more weight. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, is that, uh, are you sort of like a, in the role of a fitness instructor, um, are you a sort of halfway between modern man 
and a martial arts Zen like person, because you're sort of, you're that bridge, so to speak, you're, you're gradually dealing with a little bit of the psychologies, uh, but your main thing is the physical stuff. Uh, is there a, is there a, is it a stepping stone to martial arts type thing? Are many gym people into martial arts or is it just, are you a sort of a minority in that sort of thing? I guess it depends on the on the on the person, the trainer, the trainer themselves. Me, I'm. I would rather have the the the, the client that would move into martial arts, but mm. there isn't that many clients that want to become martial artists, because they're like, I'm not going to step in a ring. <laughs> I'm not going to go get my face beaten in by beat bashed in by somebody else. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've had clients from housewives to uh, businessmen to uh, triathletes to you name it. I've had them all. Swimmers, you name it. I've had them all. Yeah. Mm. And uh, how many alpha males do you reckon are in the domain of uh, the gym world? Does it, does it pull them in like flies to sticky paper or is it just the same as any other walk of life? Yeah. Yeah. Those, they're the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of fun with those ones. <laughs> Do they I burn can... out easily when they're sort of the fake alpha male thing or? No, I can just knock the wind right out of their sails in like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Do you give uh, methods how to do this in uh, any of your websites? And uh... No, I don't. Oh, that's, okay. that's, that's my own little secret. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, you've become a personal trainer. Then recently some events occurred where people have stopped being alive for some reason and they've chose to hide in houses, etc. Um, how did that impact your world? And um, how have you overcome, given that you're a man who is involved predominantly in one-to-one -one contact or, well, yeah, one-to-one -one contact and in the presence of people, how have you changed and what's occurred in that world? Well, I had to relook at my entire the entire way I was doing business. Hmm. Like I, my actual practice before this whole COVID stuff happened was actually uh, uh, muscle testing, uh, muscle testing and assessments, getting the joints strong and get the, getting them adapted to uh, getting them used to ex, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for an exponential load on the on the body as a system rather than as uh, you know, a preacher curl or um, isolated stuff, isolated oh, okay. quote unquote. So getting the body to do that. So I was dealing with a lot of like people that have like, like injuries, like serious injuries. Mm -hmm. I had one guy who was work, who was walking with a cane. He was in his thirties because of some workplace violence kind of stuff. And before the end of, before the beginning of COVID, the week before, he actually stopped using his cane. Excellent job. And I was with him for maybe two months. Right. Now that COVID hit, he's back on the cane. Oh. So we got to go back and we got to start looking, re-looking at stuff, the way he's doing stuff. But now... Um, I, I've always wanted to put my stuff online. I just never knew how. So 
I, I had the opportunity to do so, so I took it. And I now I have, uh, I moved my entire practice on a virtual platform. Wow. Does that mean you're going to remain like that going forward or are you going to revert or mix it 50-50? What's your future setting on that? I think I'm going to just, I'm going to be doing less of the gym. Okay. And more in the virtual, in the virtual world, because I think I can reach more people yeah. and try to help more people in the virtual, in the virtual world. Got yeah. So would they be working out in front of you in the virtual, like in their room or are you just advising? How does that work? They can go to the gym themselves. They can just bring me, bring me along with them. Everybody has a cell phone. So, oh, yeah. Right. So you, now you have your virtual personal trainer. Genius. So are you like one of those Pelotron people, but instead of sweating on a little bicycle, you're actually giving more useful, not that I'm saying Pelotron is not useful, but it sounds a little bit of a weird fad to me. It's like a, like a TikTok exercise routine, um, <laughs> but you're actually being more useful and um, sort of uh, well, more exercise than just cardio, isn't it? Yeah. I hate that word cardio. Okay. <laughs> what term should I use? I guess, it's fitness, isn't it? Uh, I'm presuming fitness. all exercise is cardio, really, because, well, yes. that word again. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the thing that I, here's the reason why I don't like the word cardio. Um, cardio, the word cardio, the definition of the word cardio itself is cardiac, which is, which is, which defines the heart. Yes. If your heart stops working, you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or for some people, a good day. <laughs> it, it depends on the situation that you're in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It, it, cardio just means I'm, I'm doing some cardio. What You've been doing cardio since you were born. Well done. Uh, yeah. So, so really it's, are there actually just two basic things in it? There's either fitness or increasing one's stamina or capability to do something. And then there's strength building. And is that primarily the two things in the world of gym or is there more stuff to it? I like to look at it as you have a uh, task that you enjoy doing. You have a not task. You have a, a thing that you enjoy doing, whether it be running, swimming, cycling, climbing, uh, hang gliding, uh, just being in the gym. What I, what I used to do is I used to make you better at doing it. Got you. Right. Okay. You say used to, you still do, don't you? Well, my platform has changed. Okay. I can't, I can't physically grab somebody and test, uh, test their leg in a flexed position to see if there's any muscular integrity through a TV. I can't do that. Well, right. Not, not yet. I mean, not yet. No. Give Elon Musk a couple of years, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just blink into that neural link into their mind. Wouldn't you? You can just go, yeah, I can feel the ache and pain there. Yeah. You've got exactly. blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much you'll charge for that service. <laughs> Mind you, you might get some unpleasant sensations back, a sort of a feedback from being connected to that body. So it Maybe. might be a short uh, uh, delve into the human body, as it were. Well, this is a, it's a fantastic. I've always been fascinated by the, the uh, fitness instructor type of lifestyle. But my only concern is it doesn't seem to be 
not multi what you're doing is sort of you can multiply it as in you can be in numerous places and you cut down the travel time and all those other little things between um because when i've seen phys physical instructors i'm thinking yeah it seems a cool job but what if they cancel they're just diddling and they're just waiting around um or what if they haven't got any clients for a few days and then everyone wants to work out on a friday it always seems a little bit of a scary occupation but i suppose what you're doing with your platform is you, you're pretty much covering a lot of um well uh hedging your bets quite well really on that aren't you mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've been there i've been there so many times i've been there countless times like in the past what 13 years i can say like i know when my downtime is yeah most businesses have a downtime of maybe maybe a month personal trainers here especially in canada or in toronto i can say uh, your downtime is at least four months is that per year per year right yeah you're busy uh eight months of the year maybe less sometimes but four months guaranteed you have no work wow August, I can name them right off the bat. August, September, January, February. Those four months, no work. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought you'd have all the January, yeah, I'm going to go blah. And they do, but with what money? True. <laughs> when they see that ticker, when they see that sticker price, they're like, ah, I think I'm going to wait. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay the credit card bill from Christmas. The joy of that one. Right. How, in, in your world, because like I, my audience is mainly well, the starting audience is the UK males, 40 to 45, who are trapped. Case in point for myself, I want to do physical stuff. Obviously, I don't want to do it enough because I'm not doing it really. How do I motivate myself? Obviously, I'm assuming I'm probably going to need someone to be accountable, probably more than one. Um, how else can I motivate and get myself just a taste for it and a, and a, and a win and, and pursuing it? Because it's so easy to just let it go by the boards. Um, how, how do you keep someone on the rails at the beginning? Have a defined plan right. of why you were doing it. Ask yourself, the, the, that's probably for me the most important question that I learned over the last 16 weeks. What is my why? Why am I doing this? Mm. And then just work back from there. Say, okay, I want to I wanna have uh, a better body so I can go uh, relax on the Mediterranean for a couple of weeks and not feel ashamed of my body. Mm. Okay, so what are the steps that I need to do in order to get there? So now I have my predetermined goal set. This beach, Mediterranean, feeling confident. Right. So you, you need a reward as a motivation as well, then? Absolutely. You Not a cake do... or a pack of biscuits? No, no. Okay. You can, you can introduce that uh, once a week say, as, as a small little reward saying, okay, I've been good throughout the, whole, throughout the whole week. I'll have a piece of cake or I'll have some biscuits or I'll have some fries. You guys call them chips. Yeah. Um, I'll have a burger and chips. Um, so you have... I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah. so you have your preset the preset and determine little rewards but your big reward is still there so the entire week you're working hard and at the end of the week you have this little little 
bit of reward for you. Okay. How do you make it a good habit though? Because that's what I really need to make is a habit because we're all great at habits and we have, I personally have boundless amounts of habits that consume my time. If I could create habits or shift those habits to a good habit to have, is there any hints or tips you would give in that regard for picking up a habit that's good? The best habit that I could actually uh, impart on people is um, set your predetermined goals. Right. Because everything else, I, I was actually, I actually on my podcast, The Fitness Oracle, I actually had a conversation with uh, this one guy out of Denver. His name's Matt Scheiferly. And um, he was talking about that an interesting phenomenon happens to the body. It's called adaptation. So if you have any uh, habit that we say that, you know, you got to do the, the caveman diet for the rest of your life. Well, your body will adapt to it for the first 21 days. That's the first adaptation. Once, that ha once you keep that habit for 21 days, it becomes habitual. Okay. It becomes preset, predetermined thing in your subconscious and your nervous system that keeps continuing on for the rest of your life. Now, what happens to us is that when we start to adapt within those 21 days, the body will start to revert back to its original settings. Okay. So you're going to see all these changes. And I see this all the time with my clients in the first month, they drop 10 pounds, they gain five pounds of muscle and they're, they're, they're loving it. Second month, it's a little bit less third month, even less fourth month. They're starting to revert back to their original settings. Hmm. Why? Because the body has adapted now. Right. Okay. The body, our bodies love to be lazy. It's yeah, yeah. preset for us to just chill out, hang out and do nothing. But that's, that's wrong. All my programs change every month for my clients. Oh, okay. For that specific reason. Yeah. We're, we're not allowing the body, we're allowing the body to adapt to a certain point. But once you catch that adaptation, there's change. And now it's a new adaptation that it has to get itself to got you okay well, that's interesting i can see how i could maybe work or, or or run with that cool okay then right and, and these are sort of uh, these sort of nuggets of uh, of data are they on like biofitness.ca uh, or is it a case that the person works with you and then you sort of share the data on a one-on-one -on -one basis as and when they're ready well at viewfitness.ca we have uh that is specifically set up for somebody who's never set foot in a gym okay okay your your first your first introduction my my free three-part video series is for you to be able to look at yourself and start to make the proper changes. So we're setting the foundation of you getting the best body for yourself, the, becoming the best version of yourself. The next, the next phase is where we start to really hone down on everything and really, and, and really put everything in action. And that, and after that, we start to get a little bit more into into detail of what you're missing, what you need to do, how you need to go about doing it. 
Got you. Okay. And you said that was for people who are beginners. Is there some sort of other site or project that you have for people who are already active in the field? Uh, I'm working on that part. Okay, then. Right. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Marvellous. Um, I, was, I read and noticed on the subject of inspiration, and I thought it was a fantastic, it resonated me, with me quite a lot. Your videos, the one minute um, videos where you're, you're walking home or to a place of work, they're brilliant, by the way. Um, Thank you. I love the little things you say and the, the projects you're on. It's great. So I, I love that. Um, but one reference I, I've seen you mention uh, about the subject of a life-changing event was like reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but then thinking, this is great, but I have nothing to sell. Now that resonated with me because I've seen so many programs and so many projects and they're all going, yeah, selling this and you do that. And I'm like, yes, but I don't have the idea. Even at the moment I have someone saying, oh, you should do like an educational thing and I'll show you how to do an educational project where people pay to learn whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have anything to teach. So it's great that you've got this tool, but I don't have that. So how did you take the inspiration from Rich Dad, Poor Dad and actually find something to sell as it were. Um, okay, you're, you're digging down a very big rabbit hole here. Okay, do you need a um, shovel? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a backhoe? <laughs> Good, I'll get some guide ropes and I'll tie them around my waist. I'm big enough, I think I can hold your weight. <laughs> All right, um, this is going back about seven years maybe eight years. Um, I actually have, I've always had VO fitness. I've had VO fitness for 11 years, oh, right. but it's been, it's always been on and off because you know, it's success is never linear. It's mm. there's ups and downs. And my last down, uh, I had my own studio and everything. And the, the, the person that I was with, I found out that she was more more in it for my for the money rather than for me so anyways i lost the business i lost her um thank god i lost her that was a blessing in disguise and i actually went from living my dream life to working as a security guard at nights for two and a half years so i was a miserable wreck oh yeah no sunlight all that stuff i know i know the graveyard shift yes yeah and um I've, I went to Cuba actually for a vacation. I had a, like a little bit of an epiphany when I was swimming in the lake, almost getting attacked by two barracudas. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing. Like, wait a second. They work so well. <laughs> they <work> amazing. <laughs> so uh, I came back and I signed up. To, uh, I put myself through school. So working nights, going to school in the morning, working nights, going to school in the morning. It was a rough six months. Yeah, uh, I got a job where I'm work where I was where, where I'm working at now, full time, and um, yeah, a friend of mine re recommended uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" for me to listen to. I'm like, all right, I downloaded it, listened to it. Like, this is great. This is fantastic. I love what he's talking about, but I have nothing to sell. Completely forgot that I was a personal trainer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and a couple of weeks later. Um, a little fire started to burn underneath me. And I'm like, wait a second. 
why don't I start personal training again? So I started, I started VO fitness back up again and now I have something to sell. Fantastic. So that, that's rich dad. Poor dad is Robert Kiri. How's that? Robert Kiyosaki, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. He's getting on my nerves now. I, I want to read it and I've got it on my uh, audible list, but he keeps popping up on YouTube. Every time I watch a video, obviously they're watching me and I keep going, stop showing this advert repetitive I'm like, I get it, Robert. I'll be there shortly, Robert. Leave me alone, Robert. But he keeps <laughs> popping up again and again. But yeah, it's, uh, it's from people I've spoken to who have read it, they, they found it a great inspiration. And it's one of the most logical, observational things in life that we should really be learning, as opposed to going to college and learning other bizarre economic tricks of the trade, as it were. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. College, university, whatever you want to call it, it's it's important. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, there's nothing bad with a good education. I don't know about today's institutions. I don't. I'm not going to get into that. Not a political mind. I'm just a personal trainer and slash IT guy. Now, now so. he's underselling himself, everybody. That's not the Robert way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, like, like, I remember when I had a one of my clients who was a Jewish, uh, a Jewish guy, and I was training him and his two sons. And every time I was, every time I was training him, something, some, I don't know what it was about him. Like, it was just, our interactions were so amazing. And I, he would never ask me about my successes. Right. He didn't care. Every time I told him, oh, yeah, I did this, he says, I don't care, John. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, what did you fail at? I'm like, what are you talking about where I fail at? Are you? I don't know about that. He goes, yeah, I do. He goes, that's more important than when you succeed. Right. And he's a million percent right. You learn so much more with a failure than you do with, uh, with, any, with any success. Mm. So. Yeah, I, it's um, I'm starting to come to that point of view. Uh, a lot of, a lot of my life, I've hated it when people are going, "Oh, you learn by the mistakes you make." Blah blah blah. And I'm just, oh, shut up! I'd like to have some good positive things, and then I can reflect in that way and go, "Yeah, yeah." The, the, when it went wrong, it was a good learning point. Uh, when when you're overwhelmed and drowned in errors, it's sort of, it's a bit hard to latch onto that. But when you do find a bit of debris floating on the water and you hang on to it and you can sort of tread water and you see it, think, okay, yeah, I, 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 I'm getting that. But what I would suggest to many, uh, have some success as well. Don't just keep failing because, yes, yeah, uh, of course. You, you need a comparative scale, don't you? <laughs> so you know what was good and what was bad. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, failing constantly is not good for the, for the mind. Um, and, and on that subject, did you... In, in the times that you've had in your life, uh, because I, I know you don't just deal with uh, helping men overcome physical restraint or issue, you also deal with, not that you're a psychologist per se, but you help people deal with, or you yourself have dealt with, uh, dark moments in mental life. What, what is it you do in that regard? Um, well, with the, with the whole VO Fitness thing, it's... It, when you start to see your body change in a positive way, you're going to start to see, you're going to start to feel a different way. 
you're going to start to uh, appreciate yourself more. And um, I got more out of the martial arts aspect rather than the, than, than the gym aspect out of that. Um, like you said, I have dealt with a lot of really, I've really been down a lot of really dark holes in my life. Like looking deep inside myself and seeing like the nasty part of myself. And it's all in us. Every mm. single human being has it. I don't care who you are. I don't care how happy you are. Rainbows and lollipops. <laughs> rainbows and unicorns and gumdrops yeah. and lollipops. Does unicorns, not yes. Yeah, does not exist. Uh, this is a shit world. I usually refer to this as God's toilet. <laughs> you're from the same area as uh, Jordan Peterson because he refers to the world as being like that as well, doesn't he? He said it's 99 hell and suffering and 1% joy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm in agreement with that. Um, like I've been to the point where I was standing on a bridge thinking about jumping. Mm. I've been to the point where I was thinking about pulling out a gun and just pulling the trigger in my mouth. Uh, I've been there. I, I know what it's like and it's not a fun place to be. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a really bad dark place where you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I fucking hate you. Like it's, it's, it's really bad. And like I said, the, the two things that got me out of it was physical fitness and uh, martial arts. Those were the two things that got me out of it. Was, more, that, more, was that thing that you hated about yourself? Was that actually you or was it some false thing that was either an idea that you'd bought into, it was put upon you, put in you? Do you know what I mean? It wasn't fundamentally you. It was something else. Well, going back, um, on that story, um, there was a whole series of events that actually led me to that point. Um, I'd lost my job. And at that time I was, I had, a, I had an okay paying job uh, back then in 2002, it was a good paying job. Uh, had my own place. I had my own car. I had a really nice car. Uh, had a girl, uh, a girlfriend back then. I was, uh, had a huge amount of friends. Like my life was great. It was like, I it couldn't be better. I lost my job. Oh, and I put myself in university. I put myself in university. I wasn't waiting for my folks. Hmm. And lost my job. I couldn't afford to go to university. So I dropped out. Uh, I got kicked out of my place, moved back in with my parents. Um, found out that my girl was cheating on me. And I got into a fight with all my friends. This happened all in a matter of two months. Mm. So it led me to lock myself in my bedroom for an entire year. Wow. So when people out there are saying that, you know, they're, they're suffering with depression and suicidal thoughts that, you know, they've been in lockdown for like two, three months. I completely and utterly understand it. I yeah. totally get it. With Theo Fitness, what I do is I try and get them to understand that you don't, all you need to do is something simple. Do a little bit of movement. You don't have to leave your house. You can do it inside your house. Get a little bit of a sweat on, get flush. It's good for you. Psychologically, there's, there's so many studies that are from all top universities around the world that have said this, your brain actually releases, uh, 
epinephrine. I think it's I think it's epinephrine. No, yeah, and some endorphins in your in endorphins. So it's like a drug. It's like an injection of some form of drug that goes on inside your body. So you get that little bit boost. Mm. Of, you know, I feel good. I feel good, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need, just a little bit of a sweat. And we got the programs to help you do that. What would the world be like if, uh, let's say, for a case in point, America, instead of spending trillions on psychiatric drugging, if they actually spent that on gyms and physios, do you think the world would be a, not a place full of unicorns and rainbows, but a much better place? It would be a much better place. Mm. It's such a simple solution, such yeah. a simple solution. Because again like when you start to feel better you're going to start to eat better yeah and when you start to eat better you're going to amplify the amount of feeling that you get inside yourself you're going to start to live better you're going to start to uh, maybe pull yourself out of the out of your room like i did and start to go for a little bit of a walk outside like i did and <laughs> actually um i actually lied on an application uh, on my gun license to get a job because here in Canada, they say, um, they have one question. Um, have you ever experienced depression or suicidal thoughts? I put no. Yeah. I, I don't but, think anyone's answered that truthfully. Have they? No, I don't think no so. one would have a gun. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I would love a gun, but not for bad reasons. I just, I just love just the, the power of just the, I find it's discipline. When I when I was a teenager, I had a rifle, and it had telescopic sights, and it was it was great at about a hundred yards or hundred meters, and it was a discipline because you'd learned the breathing technique, getting comfortable, prediction of wind, everything. There was a whole geeky thing in that, and then just watching the piece of fruit or whatever blow up was a bit of a satisfaction at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think I need to get back into guns. I do, I do love a bit of an explosion. I'm, I'm inspired by, wrongly or rightly, like American Sniper. Not the mm -hmm. sub, some of the subject matter, but his discipline and ethos. Or like the accountant with Ben Affleck. That gun he has. It's like, yes! But anyway, that, that's just how I get excited about things. But yeah, you, you're totally right about the exercise because um, I've been... I've had many a year and you're saying about the bedroom and stuff. When I was at um, high school, I would just be in my room and sometimes parents go, Oh, well, that's what teenagers do. But I, I think there's a lot of teenagers are actually in their bedroom, not because they're gaming or stuff. It's just, that they, they just want to get away from the world. Um, and they need to be brought out in some way. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm glad you, you share your experiences and you put it to use in helping others. Cause that's, it's the best thing we can do, isn't it? Instead of just, giving some uh, false meme and uh, sharing the happiness and then saying, yeah, go speak to a psychiatrist and get yourself some Ritalin or something. It's, um, it's a horrible destructive way to go that way. I think just, just get moving really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, you've got VO fitness. I've saw you mention something about three pillars of fitness. What's that? Uh, my three pillars of fitness. This is the three things that I commonly see with uh, my clients and myself that uh, well, my, for myself is past 30 years and for my clients the past 12 years that I've, 13 years that I've been training them. Okay. Uh, three things that they miss that, that they, um, that limits them to the results that they can achieve. 
And it's three simple things. Uh, the first pillar I call the, the nutrition pillar. Yep. The second pillar is rest and recovery. And the last pillar is exercise. These are all subjects you cover on your podcast as well, aren't they? Kind of. Yeah, I was looking at you when you say, when you listed those, I'm thinking like, ah, he talks about those in his podcast. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Right. So you had nutrition. Now, what were the other two, sorry? Uh, rest and recovery. Is yeah. The second pillar. And the last pillar is exercise. Okay. Rest. Do you know what? It's interesting to say all the subjects rest because it's a weird phenomenon. When I was bodybuilding and I used to really go for it hardcore, the rest day I sort of enjoyed because you actually saw growth during the rest day. It, it doesn't, is it correct that it grows when resting as opposed to growing in the gym? That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Cause people who are like, I work out seven days a week. I do this and I'm not growing. It's like, take a break. Take, a <laughs> take one or two days off and you'll see the, you'll see the growth. Yeah. Like, if you if you really want to get nerdy with this one, we can get really nerdy with this. Yeah, I'm a okay. nerd. I don't know whether all the listeners are nerds, but they can go and have a drink if they want while we talk about that. Huh? <laughs> all right. So when you're actually in the gym, your muscle actually rips apart. So you're tearing, you're destroying in the gym. Huh? There's no growth. Uh, a muscle is made up of muscle fibers. Inside the muscle fibers, we have with some stuff called sarcomeres. That's yeah. the actual fiber itself. Oh, what are mesofibrils then? Because I think I've been running on the wrong idea then. Mesofibrils? Yeah, I've always, for some reason, I thought the muscle fibers were called mesofibrils or MY, have, have I got completely Myosin false? Myosin and actin, those are filaments. Oh, okay. That That's stimulates, that, that, that stimulates the, the, the sarcomere to, to to rip apart or contract. I got you. Okay. Actin, so actin and myosin actually uh, makes the makes the contraction sends the signal from the nervous system to the actual muscle to either contract or, got or, you. Uh, right. So, um, and we can add like calcium deposits in there to help the repair cycle, but that comes after. So when we're in the gym, we're ripping apart those sarcomeres. Right. So when we when we take the day off, what happens is that we have a bunch of, a whole dump load of um, different types of chemicals that help actually bind the the, the myosin uh, the the sarcomeres back together. When they bind back together, they become thicker and stronger. So we grow actually outside the gym. Wow. So that when we go back to the gym we can add more mass and rip that, rip the muscle fiber, uh, rip the sarcomeres again, so it can grow back thicker and stronger wow. when we're resting. Yeah. Does that happen to the heart as well? Cause surely that's the primary thing. My curiosity mm -hmm. is, doesn't the heart grow as well? The heart can grow, but it's limited to the, it's limited to the amount that it can grow. There okay. are certain medical conditions where the heart will just grow and keep growing, Oof. but, I'd say the majority of the population doesn't have to worry about that. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I used to love the burn. Um, I miss it greatly, actually. <laughs> the only burn I didn't like was stomach exercises. I hated the damn things. Oh, yeah. Those are great. <laughs> you, can't, you can't laugh. You can't sit. You can't walk. 
No. You can't turn around. You can't do anything. You're done. Yeah. I, I used to just cheat and just say, well, if you work on your legs, secondary effects stomach. So I'll just work on my legs more. And then uh, hopefully that'll balance out. <laughs> Techn technically, you're right. Technically, you're right. Like if you work anything, you're actually working your stomach. You have to. Yeah. Because exactly. if, you, if you don't, then, well, you're going to have no spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to enjoy doing twists, just like holding a really heavy weight and just turning my body and throwing it. Because that seemed to pull out the stomach muscles, but I presume that's more of a, is it external oblique, the muscles on the outside of the, mus of the torso? Does it work on those as opposed to actual stomach muscles? That works um, direct, well. It's hard to it's hard to give you a yes answer to that or a no answer to that. Okay. Because there's so many so many different variables that come into play. Like, um, you know, what are your lats doing? What are your yeah. shoulders doing? What's your chest doing? What's your neck doing? What's what's your hips? What are your hips doing? What are your knee flexors doing? What are your what's your foot doing? Ah, uh, okay. So you could vary it wildly just by joint position, really. Yeah, you okay. are technically using your. Uh, your trunk to le turn left and right, but you're also you're also engaging your lats to hold the weight up. Yeah. Your lats your lats are connected to your trunk. Your pec is connected to your to your trunk. Your shoulder muscles are connected to your pecs. Your biceps, triceps, they're all connected. Yeah. Your forearm muscles, your finger muscles. This is all the misconception that us personal trainers have put on the world, and this is this solely falls on us personal trainers is that you can isolate a movement. Hmm. If you can isolate anything in the body, I will give you one year of my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No, so the, the weird thing is out of all the muscle groups I worked on, the one that gave me the most trouble was actually my fingers for gripping and holding the weights or doing like chin-ups. It wasn't my lats or anything pulling me up. It was my actual hand grip. And Never see that, that advertised or worked on by people. Nope, and you will never will because these fingers are not sexy. <laughs> That's all that it boils down to. Fingers yeah. and toes are not sexy. Right, but necessary. <laughs> Extremely necessary. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I've dislocated, I've sublaxed my shoulder six times. What's a sublax, sorry? Uh, sublax is where the, the joint partially dislocates but pops back in by itself oh okay so that's happened to me six times right and it's all because i have muscles in my shin that are not that don't know how to work properly okay go figure that one out yeah yeah okay <laughs> with some doodles i shall <laughs> brilliant okay so you've got all these subjects on the go it says, says but it is Fundamentally, what is looking at what you're doing and how you're interacting from your own life's experience? What is your overall purpose and end mission, as it were? Um, I'd say probably to help uh, help as many young men as possible to get out of uh, whatever crazy space that they're going on in their head, especially this, especially these times. Yeah. Um, and just try to introduce them to some simple solutions that they can they can get and go with right now. 
and yeah. just you know get out of that weird headspace totally agree that that's what i got into doing the podcasting is one occupy myself uh, maybe enlighten and grow myself a bit not waste wise but spiritually and mentally um and also to help others and um I just even if my audience and I and myself gets just one little thing from yourself to build into our accumulation of knowledge and going forward, I'm sure it all helps going forward um, as opposed to fake and sincere and just self PR that uh, the world seems to be full of at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad the fact that you're, you're anti fake as it were uh, not anti Hollywood. And we're not saying we hate all Hollywood people, but there's a persona about that. Um, did you, I'm assuming in your line of work, you have to battle that fakeness when people go, I want to look like him or I want to look like her. Not that men would talk really high pitched, but I mean, as in, um, you know, like I saw, oh, who was it that did a sudden turnaround? And I was like, is that really natural or are they on steroids? Uh, case in point, like Ben Affleck when he became Batman. And it's like, he did that in just a couple of months. Okay. Um, but then you've got people coming in going, I want to look like Ben Affleck. <laughs> but, but whilst I want to be a family guy and work a 45 hour desk jockey job, etc., do you, <laughs> do you meet a lot of people like that in your trade? Um, I actually meet the opposite. Oh, I meet a lot of people that tell me I don't want to look like Dorian Yates. <laughs> okay. And I just tell them, men and women, actually, I get a lot of women, actually, that tell me, I don't want to look like a bodyguard, uh, like a bodybuilder. I'm like, <laughs> I just start laughing. At them. Like, there's no way, there's, there's no way you're going to look like a bodybuilder. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Never worry about that. They just, one, you don't have the time. Two, you don't have the mental capacity to commit yourself to that kind of a lifestyle. You just yeah. don't. No, I don't. I don't. I'm a personal trainer. It's my life. I still don't have that kind of capacity to do that kind of workouts. Yeah. I love biscuits. Kind of I, can't, I couldn't give up biscuits. No, I couldn't be into all the, the shaving and waxing and, and coconut oil stuff. And I knew a hardcore bodybuilder who lived near me. We went to the same gym and he used to get up in the middle of the night to eat. He, he would eat like every yeah. four or five hours. And I was just like, this is insane. How mm -hmm. is that? a useful um yeah I, I just didn't get he was i th felt he was destroying his life with this pursuit of of this uh, weird perfection that he thought could be obtained um yeah no I, it sort of put me off in a bit so i'd like to get i like the exercise and i like doing the weights but there's a point where you think i actually want to live my life as opposed to be consumed by a particular yeah. subject yeah. yeah. And I, I, what, 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 sorry, when I, when I start telling people what's involved, like you're going to the gym maximum six days a week, twice a day, twice a day. Yeah. You're eating every three to four hours, unconditional. Yeah. You have to, you have to have the proper amount of water. You have to measure everything. You have to yeah. do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. They're like, whoa, okay, I quit. I'm not, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I loved eating, but I didn't like eating at that scale. Yeah. Uh, the amount of and the amount of wind you get from all the protein shakes is quite antisocial as well. So uh, I'd give that a skip that one. Thank you. <laughs> Great. So where do people we've got 
is it i keep saying vio i don't know if that's a british thing you say vio is it is it yeah. vio fitness yeah it's vio fitness okay i must have a misunderstood there what does vio mean um vio means uh biological it's the greek word for biological like, oh. like i said like i'm greek so yeah in greek we call biological viologico but right. trying to get people in canada and the u.s to say viologico is like i just no it's not gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> Log, logos is close isn't it is logos meaning knowledge logos, or logos means yeah knowledge got you Cool. So they can get you the details at Vio uh, Fitness. Vio you, Fitness. Do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, Vio Fitness. Uh, just type in Vio Fitness. My YouTube stuff will be there. Okay. I'm on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and that's it. Wow. Uh, I also have a podcast going on, the Fitness Oracle, where I have. Uh, Which is brilliant, by the way. I, I, the you. guests you've had on there, some of them I'm thinking, um, how do they fit in with his mission? But then when you listen to them, I can sort of pick up the mission. Um, I, I, one guy I've got to listen to more, the, the guy who talked about fruit, the fruitarian. I never even heard of that word until today. I was like, fruitarian? <laughs> Roman. Roman. Yeah. Roman Zuba. Yeah, he's an interesting person. Yeah. Really, 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 really nice guy. Like, uh, I've known him for about, 16 weeks and he's like he's just on fire yeah like it's like it, he he wakes up and he's at a thousand miles per minute and he's still a thousand miles per minute till he goes to bed wow. like, just switches yeah. off like like blowing out a candle yeah how the how'd you do that i don't i don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like all you gotta do is eat fruits and only fruits i'm like no I suppose I'll we'll have to watch a fruit bat and see how they cope. Do they just go to sleep? I don't know. Yeah. He says he gets like four hours sleep a night. I'm like, ah. Wow. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Good for you. Now, now, spiritually and personally, I could do that, but my eyes really do not like that idea. They sting <laughs> like hell if I just go four or five hours sleep. Yeah. Uh, if I could go with, I, I'm not wishing a future where I, if I could go without my eyes, I'd be fine. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> right. Okay. This is, it's been brilliant speaking with you today. Um, absolutely loved it. There's other stuff we're going to have to go into in another day because there's so many avenues that you go in your mission um, to kick the ass of what is your audience area? Is it planetary? Is it male, female? How, how do you, what are you focusing right now? Uh, my, my main focus is men between the ages of 30 and 35. Okay. Uh, it's here in Toronto, but I mean, because I'm on the internet, I have a broader spectrum. So, mm. I mean, anybody, anybody in the world can pick up my stuff. I mean, you're going to yeah. get it directly into your inbox and uh, we can probably connect some in one form or another. Fantastic. So, yeah, uh, that's the main reason why I did it. It's because uh, I know there's way too many people out there that are suffering. Yeah. Way too many people. And it's needless suffering. They could just do some simple stuff and they don't have to suffer as much. Yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you. Um, there's a, there's a, a horrible level of silence going on in the world right now. 
Uh, and unfortunately, the only noise you hear are, are people just chirping away random inane facts and useless data. So it's very hard to find sense amongst the noise. But I'm glad you are delivering sense amongst the noise. And I hope you get a somebody amplifies it and keeps pushing it out more and more. So uh, good on you on that one then, John. Thank you. Right then, folks. Well, th that is uh, the end of our, our discussion today here at... Uh, Father Finney's the best a man can get. And you can see that uh, John Katsafos is certainly uh, pushing the boundaries of what a best is that a man could get. And, uh, well, for the future, even better, I would hope. And, uh, well, you can find the usual details at Father Finney's congregation on Facebook. Uh, the fatherfinney.com still hasn't been paid for, but it is there. I've just got to pay for it. And then it'll be live. I will let everyone know when it's live. Um, and that's that. So, uh, all I can say is thank you very much for joining me today, John, and uh, podcast away.